and welcome back to Belmont Bunch. Where the games are made up and the playoffs don't matter. I'm Mr. Belmont Bunch, and this is my boy, Chin Wonder. Mm -hmm. um, Anders Lee is actually the Crimson Chin, so you're his sidekick. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, we're, let's, uh, let's, uh, we're, we got the podcast back, um, brought it back last week. We made it back. I had no idea until uh, James texted me, and I forgot, and I was like, all right, let's do it again. So we're back, and we're uh, briefly going to touch on the games since the last pod that went out last Thursday morning, and uh, and then we're going to do some – we're going to talk about some of the players specifically, and we're also going to talk about the playoff pipe dream, I guess. Yeah, so the games. Uh, the Islanders win three of four, which still isn't enough for the position that they're in. Uh, the Islanders are 11 points out now with no games in hand. And, uh, you know, the dream was there for a second, wasn't it, James? For a moment. For Yeah, exactly. It's like they won four games in a row. Or is it three games in a row? Uh, four, oh, it was four because yeah. it was two against Columbus last week. Uh, and then they played the Rangers. They smoked the Rangers. It was it was a great April Fool's Day. Not joke. Um, and then they played okay against the Devils. They won. Um yeah. And yeah, so it's like as soon as they just give you that inkling in the back of your head, like maybe they can make the playoffs. It's like, you know, no, they yeah. they just really. Uh, I don't know. I didn't actually see the full game against Dallas, but I did see that shorthanded goal that was the game winner for Dallas, and that was pretty embarrassing. Like there's a lot of parts of that game that were pretty hard to watch, mostly the power play. So yeah, yeah, the Isles. I mean, just to summarize that that this four game stretch since the last pod uh the islanders played very well in in i would say three of them um and the dallas game you know i there was a good point brought up because in my recap the other day i didn't really know what to say like i i i i'm not seeing a lack of effort right even in the game that they lost even though they got dominated um but they they i think maybe the schedule is starting to wear on them a little bit they've played a lot of games in a short uh, short stretch of time, they have a lot of back to backs. Um, this has been a weird season scheduling because of COVID at the beginning. So I wonder if it's just like kind of wearing on them now. And I think that Dallas game, uh, the body language I saw on some of the guys uh, after the final whistle went was was kind of like yep, that one hurts uh, because I I think the play it, based on that body language, I think the players went into that game the same way we did, which is all right. I haven't bought in. I will begin to somewhat believe if they beat Dallas mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and get get the deficit to nine points on equal games with Washington. They have two games left with Washington uh, at the end of the year, a home at home. Um, I mean, wouldn't it be exciting, though, if like it came down to those two games for who gets the wild card spot? Yeah, that I mean, would be it would be. The Islanders have to do a lot of work to get there. Both teams have a very difficult schedule getting there. The Islanders, let's go through the schedule really Yeah, quick. have it up on screen. So. Carolina, St. Louis, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Montreal. So they only play the rest of the year two games against non-playoff teams, uh, Buffalo and Montreal. Uh, that's yeah. going basically like, you know, last night, that's kind of why last night I was like, okay, this could be, they can win me back because this is a playoff caliber team in Dallas. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The Islanders do find a way to do it. Um, then why can't they figure out a way to do it against other teams? But they didn't, and now they're going to have to play some better teams. 
And uh, I just don't think they're good enough to beat Carolina. I don't think they're good enough to beat uh, Toronto right now. Um, Florida. Uh, Florida's giving up a lot of goals. Toronto's giving up a lot of goals, but the Islanders aren't going to be able to keep up with them offensively. Um, yeah, so just, um, you know, they, 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 at least, at the very least, I think it's uh, good that they're at least in the conversation because I said uh, at the point in the year where I gave up, I was like, I just want them to be, I, I, feel, I predicted that they were going to end up as the best team to miss the playoffs in the East. I didn't realize how big a gap that would be. You know, like there's a huge drop off um, from the uh, eight seed to the nine seed. There's a gigantic drop off. By the way, uh, I just take, took a look. Washington's up three two on Tampa after one period. Damn. So, um, yeah, uh, which is you know the interesting part is, and this is it's going to sound like I'm a homer here, but I do think it's actually a huge shame uh, that the Islanders, you know, despite the Islanders not being a super talented team despite them not being too good this year, I really do think that they would give a better playoff series to uh, some teams than Washington. I really do. Uh, and I could come off like a homer there, but I just Washington style in the playoffs. I think they're just going to give up a lot of goals, score a few themselves and, and, and bow out in five. Um, I have no idea, but I do know that uh, you should, I should be calling you butch. Um, ah. Yeah. Because Why is that? that? That's a very Homer attitude. Yeah, I mean, I, think... I don't feel like I have too many Homer takes. On wait, wait the channel, so, so hang on a second. So who would Washington be playing if, if the playoffs started right now? Uh, they Florida? They would be playing Florida. Um, now, it's interesting. I, I, I'm. This is kind of alluding to. I In my head, I've been working on my theoretical playoff bracket because I'm going to be doing a video like I do every year um, once the playoff seeds are set. Um, but... I really, I, even Florida right now, people might be a little bit surprised, um, but I am not bullish on Florida in the playoffs, despite them being the number one seed in the East. I do not trust the goaltending as, even a little bit. Uh, and see. so for me, that's a big that's a big thing come playoff time. That's a um, shame. ESPN's website used to have like a, a, maybe not yet, but at some point in the season, usually they have a uh, playoff, uh matchups if the mm. playoffs started today oh that's cool I, I, that it is a cool feature it's one of the few things that espn does well uh there goes yeah, me you, you know the, yeah our our future espn sponsorship is gone thanks tom um yeah. but uh you know what's weird is you rag on espn so much but you use well their stats specifically like you know like going on their website and like you just but you continue to use it well i don't i'm just i just like, go to nhl uh well i i actually like uh, i'll give uh espn a compliment i guess i like their uh their uh the setup of the website maybe i'm just used to it from fantasy yeah, sports probably but uh yeah so but um so the aisles are um yeah 11 points out their goal differential is positive for the first time i just noticed time. that yeah they got uh, plus three nice. goals six and four in their last 10 um yeah, you know what? Oh, you want to hear something funny? The Islanders have two more regulation wins than Washington. How is that possible? Washington wins a lot. They've won nine overtime slash shootout games. They've won five shootouts, and they've won in overtime. I guess that would have to mean four times. That's crazy. Yeah, and the Islanders are one and six in the shootout. 
<laughs> yeah, our so, shootout has been not great this year. They, ha- yeah, that's something. And it's funny because uh, today the Isles um, official podcast, Talking Isles, had Franz Nielsen on. And so it got me thinking about how we could have used him mm-hmm. uh, this year. You know, he's like 36, but they should have signed him, not played him at all, but just left him on the bench each game. Yeah. And then yeah. it was just like, hey, shoot out, you're up. Mm-hmm. And so it would have been funny because they would have only used him six, seven times this year. Yeah, and they would have won seven more games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyway, um, I guess that's you know, like really actually the best. Like that's the most like money ball decision you can make. You know what yeah. I mean? Is like have a gets have a on base. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and in Franz's case, he wins shootouts. You want to be like Washington? You want to win shootouts? Sign Franz Nielsen. Anyway, um, um, I feel like, uh, oh my God, Washington, they're road warriors, and I had no idea. They're twenty-one seven and five on the road. They are wa- significantly oh. better on the road than they are at home. That is very odd. That is weird. I hadn't really been looking at that because a lot of the playoff teams are just like you know good across the board pittsburgh um, is, is better on the road but not by much only by like yeah. three games but yeah like you look at boston's just their per- their wins are perfectly even their records almost perfectly even when home and away uh florida is good in both uh toronto's good at both like you know the playoff teams tend to be good at both because surprise they're good teams mm-hmm. um but uh the islanders uh they're doing fine next year I think they've gotten used to UBS as the year's gone on because they started with seven straight losses. Uh, So they started with seven straight losses, which would mean that now they've uh, won, I think, 18 of 22 at home since then. It's getting there. Yeah. So anyway, um, let's move on to what did we have next? We had the – oh, well, actually, we kind of – We're kind of talking about the playoff implications. Kind of folded right into it. Yeah. um, So I guess uh, obviously to make the playoffs at this point – the Islanders have to beat Washington both times that they have games remaining. Tom, and they need to, Tom well, let's do the math. Okay? okay. Let's do the math. I was told there would be no math. And uh, <laughs> so, and, yeah. So they have, let's, I, we already counted. I already forgot. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 13 nine, games. 10, 11, 12, 13 games left. So does Washington. Okay. So we have no games in hand and we're playing two games against Washington at the yes. end of the season. I love it. So. Yeah uh so like you said wait so we have 13 games left so if we went you said we have to earlier you said we have to win nine if washington goes well, well I, that was the number being thrown around prior to our loss to dallas so we probably have to be even better well um then let's that, figure it out so if, if, well, if washington also that goes depends on washington if washington goes 500 well roughly 500 right let's say they get like an overtime point or something uh so they get so there's 13 games left, and they get um, let's say 13 points. Let's say they go five, five, and three. So five, five, and three. So right. that's they have 13, 13 games left, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's I. Yeah. Okay. Sure. All right. So that's 13 points. So that would mean yeah. well, that leaves Washington at how many points total? 84 plus 13 is uh, what 90. Uh, yeah, 97. 97. Okay, so Washington equals 97. So yes. that leaves us at 73. So the Islanders would have... So we're, we have 73 right now, right? So that means in 13 games, we have to make up whatever 97 minus 72 is. Wait, I'm pulling up the calculator on the screen now, 70, Tom. 73. We have 73. Yeah, so 73 
Oh, no, wait, hang on. 97 minus 73. Isn't that 24? 24. So we have to make 24 points in 13 games. Okay. So they have to win. Which is like... Oh, my God. 10, yeah. That's 11, 12 games. They've So they'd have to win 12 of 13. They'd have to win 12 of 13. So if the, cap, the, if the, the Capitals... The Capitals, exactly. the Capitals could sleepwalk to the playoffs at this point. I mean... Like, well, so they the actually Caps... have the same. If you look at the last ten games, it's the same mm-hmm. between the Islanders and the Caps, yeah. six and four, yeah. six four and zero. Oh. And so it's like, you know, it's like if they're not careful, they might go five hundred. Like if they're at five hundred, there, there's no way the Islanders are only going to give up one game in the next thirteen. Um, well, that that's that, I think that proves a good point that like last night. I mean, even before last night, it was a pipe dream. Um, we had like a two percent chance of the playoffs going into last night now it's like 0.9 according to money puck so um yeah it, it you know it's funny because we circled it because uh there was a lot of momentum coming in but i think we also circled it because it was a playoff caliber team and mm-hmm. we knew we were going to play a lot down the stretch so the islanders would have to win 12 of 13 against a like the most difficult part of their schedule yeah 12 of 13 um, like being like reasonably optimistic yeah if the caps and you know that you know that you have to sweep Washington in the two games. Exactly, which means that if they lose any, they could lose, in theory, they could lose one point to Washington if they won every other game. They could, like, they could win in overtime in one of those games and still make it. Yeah. If, but... And that, eh, that's only, if Washington goes, if Washington goes slightly above 500, then the Islanders are out. Also, our schedule is ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. We have a back to back this week, uh, fr- Friday and Saturday. We are going from North Carolina. Raleigh, North Carolina, to St. Louis, Missouri, overnight. Um, not that's not going to be fun. I, I look at back to backs like that, which are pretty rare to have to travel that far for a back to back. And I basically go, if you don't win that the first half of it, you're going to lose the second. Yeah. Like that second game is almost it's like only going to be. Yeah, it's only going to be hard. A loss. Right. Exactly. Um. So, dude, that's what happened. That's why we lost the eastern conference final two years ago i'll never forget because we oh, the 8-1 game yeah the 8-1 game uh 2021 playoff like play 2020 the first time against the lightning right yeah yeah exactly because uh i what did we we just finished we finished a seven game series against the flyers i think that's what yes. it was and then we only had one day but to travel like one day in between mm-hmm. that ending and then traveling to tampa so yeah um and uh, that was a combination yeah. that that, that i i didn't like the league scheduling it like that but at the same time the islanders had something that they could have done better which is they should have closed out philly quicker but this time around like i i, I don't know like they were doing the mask situation they were um i think they had a policy of being vaccinated and they still got covid cases and because of the way that the league handled covid um you know they like basically had to ice minor league rosters for a few nights and um you know it it I think it's important that I emphasize that the league didn't end their season. The Islanders didn't play well enough, and that's why they're not going to make the playoffs. But uh, the scheduling uh, and obviously the the early season COVID stuff just made it really, really difficult. And then on top of that, the Islanders just didn't play up to their standard. So uh, I don't want it to sound like a uh, like an excuse uh, for why they're not making the playoffs. It is frustrating though when the like they also then have. At least it's a home at home with Pittsburgh, so that's not terrible travel. 
But mm-hmm. um, well, yeah. But then we're, the day after that, we're day after we're at Pittsburgh. The next day we're going to Montreal, which is not as probably not as far as um. Actually, I don't know. Carolina to it's St. Not, Louis. It's not as it's definitely not as far as North Carolina to St. Louis. But yeah, I don't think. Uh, my geography is not fantastic, but um, we're a geography podcast now, dude. There, yeah, this schedule is just it, it's it's not fair to them the schedule, but they also I wouldn't be surprised. In. I wouldn't be surprised if other teams are in the same. Like, I mean, Caps are playing the same amount of games in, in the same amount of time, so it's probably yeah. similar to them. I can I'll see if I can get their schedule. Uh, they do not have a back to back the rest of the year. The Caps. What? How's that possible? I think the Islanders' COVID situation created some back-to-backs. But they have the same amount of games to play. Yeah, but it's in... Well, like, one's so, today, though, as of recording this. So yeah, the, the Islanders are, I guess, just not... No, bro, the end of the season, they're playing the Islanders, and the next day they're playing the Rangers. Oh, okay. So they have one. They have, <laughs> they have one. one back, but it's in the, the same year. state, so... I mean, Probably after they've clinched. The, oh, well, maybe. 99, <laughs> literally 99% chance they've clinched. No, it's a 99.1% chance if the Islanders have a 99 or have a 0.9% chance. Yeah. Anyway, I think this is since we've uh, effectively communicated that this is an impossible task and you should all give up. um, I think we should look at players, individual players, and determine, ooh, here's an idea. Mm. Um, We did did grades a while back. Um, Last week, in fact. Yes. Um, I guess... uh, we were gonna do stay or go. Who do we want to? Ooh. So maybe I. Do you want to go through the roster, or do you want to? I think we should each highlight one player specifically that we want gone. Um, and, and then we'll go through the roster. Okay, you first. One one player that we especially want gone. <laughs> and I feel I'm like you're trying off, to put words in my mouth, Tom. <laughs> I'm gonna word. I, I'm gonna uh, lead off with. Um, uh, I feel like a fairly obvious one. Um, Josh Bailey. Um, I, I know there's another obvious. He one might on get better. Okay, he might. Yeah, get better. <laughs> guys get better when they turn 33 and 34. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's got so much dad um, energy. He just he just like fell off a cliff this year. He had a tiny stretch where he he played a little bit better, but um, he's making five and a half million a year. Uh, for That's a couple crazy. more years, they like they need to free up money this offseason to take a real shot at like a Philip Forsberg and probably a defenseman as well, because um, I see a huge gaping hole on the left side of the defense right now. I see Pellick out, up top and I see um, Salo as the bottom pair defenseman, hopefully next year getting a regular role uh, that, you know, he could be kind of ushered in by Scott Mayfield, who's a good guy to learn from. Mm-hmm. Um, but in between that, you know, and even if you brought back Andy Green, which is technically, you know, obviously better than bringing back a certain other player that's uh Well, clone. I thought I thought he was the per- I thought Char was going to be the person you were going to just like be like, he needs yeah. to go. But I think you're assuming that. Yes, so. that has to be assumed. They bring him back and like, I'll never go to a game again. <laughs> that's not true. But um, no, they, they like, that's, it's that scary part of my brain where it's like, surely they can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's like you're so part... sure they can't do it. So that's like, if it happens, it's 10 times crazier. Well, that's the thing. It's part of me. 
knows that um you know lou loves his aarp guys mm. he loves those guys yeah um and you know it worked out 50 percent this year because i think parise you could say has been a success for you know the amount yeah. that they're paying him yep well actually i don't even how much are they paying him i think they're paying him league mint which mm. is like seven seven hundred. and yeah definitely points. a success because i mean he's been he has 28 points which mm-hmm. is not yeah, great, a little but, bit less than Bailey, but considering they're playing him five times less, not bad. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's all about being cost effective. Um, look at the uh, the Buffalo Sabers right now are actually pretty cost effective because they have a lot of guys on rookie deals scoring goals. Mm. Um, anyway, but um, so you, uh, James, uh, give me give me a player that you need gone. Um, this is hard because there's a lot of players that aren't playing well. Uh, you know, kind of no offense to the fourth line, but the fourth line hasn't been playing great. Uh, you know, and also yes, give us a ridiculously hot take. Come on, <laughs> do it. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. Do it. Um, do it. This is gonna sound weird, mm-hmm. but uh, but Ross Johnson, man, like <laughs> your former favorite, player. my former favorite player. Uh, you know, like I don't know what they could. I mean, he's probably just gonna be a guy that they throw on the fourth line from time to time whenever they need him. He might mm-hmm. become a permanent fourth liner after Clutter, Sezikis, or Martin retire, or get traded, or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, but I don't know. Do you think they could actually get us. something back for him? Nope. <laughs> Which is really funny because um, you know, they gave him purposely a little bit more money than. Like, I guess they thought he deserved because they wanted to make his contract more difficult for a team claiming guys off waivers Mm -hmm. just in case the Islanders wanted to send him down. And then they're also afraid to send him down. I thought the point of paying him a little bit too much was that he was going to be impossible. Like, no one was going to go, oh, yeah, let's claim him off waivers. No, he's making a million and he barely plays. Like, I, I don't know. It was this weird thing. I think they were worried because at the beginning of the year, people were still talking about the Rangers not yes. being tough enough. And I think they were worried about the Rangers. We should just sneak him. him onto the Rangers team. Maybe he'll make them worse. Um, yeah. You know what? But... That probably should have been the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. We should have um, front loaded the Rangers with all these grit players that they wanted, but. Um, oh, you're going to love them. Yeah. This baby can fit so many hits in him. But um, um, no, yeah, I, I, I in, in that case, not you know, if you don't think we can get anything back for him, um, nope. then, and I, I mean, the, the obvious, the, the two obvious uh, punching bags for the season have been Bailey and Chara mostly, yeah. right? So I mean, I'm gonna have to agree with you with Bailey then, but it's so hard to say that man. He's like the dad of the team. He's got the eighth most points in Islander history. That's with kind of how many years has he been playing? Uh, man, he's been playing since he was 18, I think. I, and he's 32? Something like that. So he's like 14 years around? Yeah, that's, that's a lot of time. That's the thing. It's frustrating. And and what scares me about this is because I feel like it's it is it has to be the first move made in the offseason um, because it need they need to – it gives them the, the financial situation to be able to go out and try to get a big fish because they have to pay Dobson this offseason mm. and i think dobson's probably going to get a bridge deal so i don't i'm not worried about it taking up all the cap we have we currently have like 12 million in cap space for but next also year. this is going to be the if i remember correctly this is going to be the third year of it's the second or third this uh, next season will mm-hmm. be where barzal's making his top dollar yeah right so now he'll yeah, be making like so. eight million a year or nine million a year maybe even 10 million a year like he's making a like a crazy amount i mean he deserves it right but 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'm pulling up. Sorry, it's on dark mode. <laughs> I was pulling. Yeah, because uh, I have the computer in the background. But uh, we'll I can see actually Barzal. see the reflection of your computer screen in your mic. Yeah, is that crazy? Uh, Barzal. Barzal uh, is an RFA in 2022. Uh, sorry, 2023-2024. Okay, so we, yeah, so next season. We have another it's, year it's, of him signed. Yeah. Um, and, that, and like I remember his deal was it got increased, you know, more money every year. Like it started yeah. out at like three million, then five, and then seven. Yeah, but nine, it nine. looks like his cap hit is still seven. Oh, seven. Okay, okay. So it, it's funny. It, it's something that the guys at Cap Friendly know better than me because they know the rules. Um, I think there's maybe bonuses that like make it so that he actually makes more than what his cap hit says. But as far as it being measured in the books, it goes down to seven million. So. Hmm. Um, although I actually, you know, it, it, it's been a while since that contract was signed. Uh, it does say 7 million for each, uh, no, I think it was 7 million average per year or something. Okay. Well, maybe that's what it was. They they have it as seven for the next two years, but anyway, um, but okay. So going off that, then who do you think other than, other than Bailey, Mm -hmm. um, that we could trade just to either, I don't know. Are you looking at guys that you want that would be ideal to trade and get something back for, either picks or uh, an actual trade deal with another player, or just to free up cap space um, to like make a big offer up, on a UFA? I, I don't know how many legit like uh, how many players we have that other teams would want that we're willing to give up. Like, right? You know, I think it's way too early to trade Oliver Wallstrom. Um, oh, I, that would be, yeah, that would be insane. I mean, he's going to be mm-hmm. like, I mean, assuming nothing drastic happens, right? Like he, I would uh, like, assuming like we keep this core, you know, like him, yeah. Bovillier, Barzal, Dobson, like, you know, these are the guys that are going to be the core mm-hmm. for, for the next, ideally for the franchise, the next 10 years. Well, I don't know about Bo. Yeah, um, I think Bo is one of the only tradable assets we have because, um, let me go back to, uh, he, he's been decent recently as a playmaker a bit. He's got 32 points. Um, I don't know, honestly, uh, if he could help, if he's involved in a package that could help you get, um, some sort of. I, somebody pointed out recently, but the Minnesota Wild, whose jersey I'm wearing, I forgot to bring that up the whole <laughs> video. I got this on eBay today. Um, it's like what they wore very much in the early uh, like early 2000s. Got it for like 30 bucks. Very nice. Um, but I think Bo is somebody that um, could get moved because his contract is not too bad. It's not too expensive. Um, and a team that maybe can't afford a more expensive player could do a package where they give up the, the like a you know a, a, a better player, um, but we'll see. What you think? I, like I, if we give them Bo and a pick, they'll give us like you know Brock Besser, Patrick Line. I don't. Are you know. still on the Patrick Line train? Uh, yeah, he's had a pretty good year. Um, I would like him if we can get him, but I I wonder. You know, Columbus had a better year than they thought they would, so mm-hmm. I wonder if they just. Um, if they try to add, you know, uh, they, they were, they have to get better on defense for sure. Um, so I feel like for Columbus, what if we need... give them Chara? 
so they can get better on defense. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I, I just don't feel like we're in the position to trade any of our defensemen. Um, well, because... I was going to say, like, if you had to pick a defenseman that, like, whatever, like, an, uh, obviously a, a stupid scenario, if a defenseman had to be traded, which defenseman would it be? I think Mayfield is uh, coming coming towards the end of a very inexpensive contract. Mm. Um, and so they might not be able to re-sign him anyway after next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... You know, like if the Islanders are bad again at the deadline next year, first of all, we're deleting the channel. <laughs> second of all, second of all, um, th- th- it'll be a fire sale. It'll be an absolute fire sale. You think sale. so? Uh, yeah. If they're not good next year, if they're like this again next year, that would prove that it's not a fluke, that they're maybe just not good. And they would have to sell at that point. And even then, like, you know, um, they have Pajo signed long-term, Palmieri signed long-term, Anders Lee, Brock Nelson, um, they those are all my favorite players um, those are all my friends tom yeah yeah uh adam pellick signed long term uh ryan pollock signed long term oh so you're saying well okay but first of all those are all players most of them i would say Mm -hmm. are all players that are not part of the problem they're players mostly i would say that a lot of the problem is we're not producing mm -hmm. we don't have the weapons that some of our forwards need right like um obviously barzal is is the guy that needs a weapon on his line um like consistently mm-hmm. and the the defense so like you know that's that's one hole to plug if it's you know whatever if possible and then the other hole is the defense which was our strength and then just through cap space and and whatever uh you some know injuries recently yeah exactly like you know like, like that's that's like a separate beast like half our defense right now is not great it's you know chara hutton andy green that's not great. Mm. Um, you know, we, I that that actually made that win against the Rangers even more impressive. Shutting out that Ranger team with like three AHL level defensemen <laughs> was ridiculous. Because yeah, yeah. Green, Green didn't play that game. Hutton and Aho played, and we still shut out the Rangers. Damn. Um, so that was probably our our swan swan. So that was our last uh, exciting moment of the year. Maybe. I mean, you know, they could still create some down the stretch, but um, yeah, I I'm just. Uh, like you said, the fourth line has not been effective enough. Um, I am kind of wishing they traded Clutterbuck at the deadline. Um, I'm okay with keeping he's been Mayfield. the best fourth liner, but I but I mean that's, that's true. The value though, that's true. I, I but I think the I think my point would be, um, you know, in the off season, um, Casey is signed long term, and Casey is still young enough at like 30, 31 that. I, he has more to give than I think Barton. So I feel like if I were the GM, I would have traded Clutterbuck um, and maybe played Richard Ponick or uh, Austin Zarnick a little bit more mm-hmm. on that side. And, um, you know, that could have been a good test down the stretch to see if that uh, rejuvenated the fourth line with a little bit of a uh, a younger presence. Richard Ponick, not as much, but um, with Zarnick. A little bit younger, he's he's got a little bit more energy, skates a little bit better. Um, Matt Martin, it's funny because he scored literally. We were talking about this the other day. I think we should end on this. How funny is it? Every player that I crap on, I know immediately, dude. I, I like Pajo finally broke dude, through. He got his a, a hat trick literally he's the day after goals. you, the day after you shit on him. He's got four goals in the last two games. Since I know shit on him. it's crazy. Um, I right, wait. Need wait, to wait. shit on them more. While the magic is still hot, while the mojo is still brewing, 
we have to we really have to take it out on Josh Bailey so that he really sticks it to Carolina um, oh God. Well, um on Friday Josh Josh listen listen to me right now you stink you're afraid of the puck you're awful <laughs> um I don't mean any of these things. Please play well. Um, no, we, now it's ruined. Oh, great. <laughs> no, we need to because we need to up his trade value for. Oh, we right, need to, right. I guess it. At this point, it's it is what it is. Like, um, he a little known fact: we're the most reputable sources for the trade value of you know players across. Yeah, the I, NHL. Play, I play a lot of GM mode in the <laughs> NHL games, mm-hmm. and uh, let me tell you, Josh Bailey's uh, trade value right now is a seventh rounder. And that's not us. That's us giving it to them. <laughs> yeah, that's us giving them Josh and, Bailey and, and the us, seventh rounder. And we would acquire future considerations, <laughs> which is a fancy way of saying nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, it, 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 the Isles, um, they they need they need a, a little kick in the butt because um, they're they're uh, they need to be more talented by the start of next year. And if they're not more talented at the forward spots, then Lou will have failed. That will be a failure on Lou's end. If they're not a better team, uh, more talented team uh, that could score more next year. All right. So let's, um, yeah. let's, let's end it on this note then. Mm. Uh, in you know, perfect hindsight past two years, what are some moves? I'm not saying all of them. We're not going to go through an exhaustive list mm-hmm. that you think Lou could have made that he chose not to, or maybe could have made. Whatever you know, like just, just you know, that would have put us in a better position now. Well, you if know, any, I, I'm not I, trying to put you I, on the spot. I hate to do. The, I hate to do the retrospect game because, of it's course, the, yeah. Um, so I'm going to not answer your question <laughs> and instead say what I would do now because I, I look. I'm going to substitute be, okay. your question with my own. <laughs> Actually, all right. I'll I'll say this. Um, credit where credit's due. Um, he replaced Eberly pretty well with Paul Mary, right? Eberly had a hot start and then kind of faded mm. and the opposite for Paul Mary. Absolutely. It yeah. kind of evened out now, but, but, um, this is this. Okay. So this is definitely something I would have fixed, um, or uh, done differently. I would not have protected the fourth line. In the expansion draft, I would have exposed only Josh Bailey out of the um, out of the forward group because they they easily could have finagled it to uh, to protect Eberly but not Bailey. They definitely could have done that. Yeah. And hey, even if it ends up that um, you know uh, they they don't take Bailey because it's, it wasn't a given that they were going to take Bailey. Now Bailey was at that point still thought of as a somewhat productive older player. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way Seattle season's gone, I kind of don't wish it upon them that they also would have gotten awful twilight Josh Bailey because <laughs> Seattle already made enough bad decisions. One of the only good decisions they made was taking Jordan Everly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, and, and I'm going to do a video about that. I've been working on mm-hmm. uh, some background research on the team. I would have drafted if I were uh, Seattle, but um I don't know. I guess you could probably say then if the Islanders keep Everly and Bailey, you know, it's not a given that Seattle mm-hmm, would have taken mm-hmm. Bailey, that they wouldn't have been able to re-sign Paul Mary. Um, mm. That's interesting. But we ended up signing because I guess, you know, we ended up signing him for pretty much as long as Everly is signed in Seattle. So it was it's kind of a straight swap. I I think I'd rather have both Everly and Paul Mary on the team. Uh, then Josh Bailey and and Kyle Palmieri, but Kyle Palmieri's been uh, you know pretty good. And 
let's just hope that he keeps this uh, stretch that he's got going where he's playing really well. He's shooting the puck great. Uh, let's hope he keeps that up. Um, yeah, because we don't have a lot of guys that have his shooting talent. It's one of the only, you know, that emerged later in the year. Mm-hmm. Kind of like uh, J.G. Pajot. A, a lot of guys got hot way too late, and that's yeah. what's it's very frustrating. But at the same time, I think take some solace in that and go, okay, they're not as far away as it looked like when they were just terrible this year at points. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they've actually scored an okay clip uh, over the last couple of months. So, um, yeah, I guess in the offseason, it's just a matter of maybe something we said derogatory towards the Yankees in the Yankee video, but might fit the Islanders more. Uh, maybe they do need to just shuffle the deck a little bit, you know? Um Maybe they, they need one of the core guys to get traded to kind of shake up the lineup and, and uh, you know, get under these guys a little bit. Maybe they're too comfortable. Uh, this is a team that seems pretty close-knit. Maybe they need the fear of God put into them. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I don't know, because what comes to mind is the is trading Beauvillier, mm-hmm. you know? Something like that. Uh, I mean, we don't have much else. <laughs> well, I mean, like if you were gonna trade a core guy, yeah, that's the thing. Other than like... Bo, who are possibilities? Because it can't be somebody that's that's you know already kind of like thirty or, um, or so, right? Like Scott, has to be May- some... Scott Mayfield, and that's mm-hmm. it. And I like Scott Mayfield. I like that they kept him because I think, like I said, I think you just trade him at the deadline this coming year if they're bad again. Um, and yeah, you know, could you have gotten more this year when he still had a year left on his contract? Yes, absolutely. Um, is it worth it to take one more shot with this core rather than, you know, trade mm-hmm. him and then just hope that Grant Hutton can be on his level, which doesn't look like it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it. I think that one was way smarter. Um, the Clutterbuck one, I feel like Clutterbuck was on an expiring deal. I wouldn't have re-signed him, even though he was the be- best fourth liner this year, in my opinion. Um I would have just let Clutterbuck walk and figure out that position because fourth line right wingers do not tend to be expensive. So mm, um, yeah, I mean, it's not like they overpaid Clutter by too much, but um, I would have pro- probably tried to get younger and a little bit faster there. Well, how how long and, was the deal? Uh, two years. Okay, so yeah, and he's not but he's forever. he's thirty four and he's a grinder. Like um, I don't know. Like you, look how quickly it fell apart for Matt Martin this year. I feel like. Yeah, he, I mean, he went from having an amazing playoff season. That was two. That was two playoffs ago, I think. Yeah, right? yeah. Like he got like nine goals in the playoffs or whatever, which is insane. Oh God, was it that many? I I, I know that he scored a few a few big ones. Yeah, he. I mean, it was he. It was like he got the same amount of goals in the playoffs as he did in the entire regular season, something like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, totally fell off. I've been, uh, and you know what's weird though is I haven't been. I feel like maybe just because recently Sezikis, I feel like has been taking so many penalties and not playing as good. Uh, that I'm been I haven't been paying attention to Matt Martin throughout the season as much. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the Josh Bailey effect, where it's just like he's not playing terribly. You know, it's, he's not actively playing bad. He's just like being too passive in terms yeah, of like playing. Well. I should notice Matt Martin when he's on the ice. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He I but you know what? When you play the style he played for as long as he did, like this is gonna happen. Like grinders do not last as long as uh skill guys because they're busy hitting people and and getting hurt themselves occasionally and they're i'm I, you know they're probably always playing banged up a little bit yeah that that wouldn't be surprising at all yeah i mean yeah. clutter's out now for the rest of the season mayfield not 
although he's not a fourth liner, obviously, but um, out for the rest of the season. So yeah. But anyway, so as usual, we went way longer than we thought we would, but not terribly long. We said thirty minutes. It's been a little over forty. This is ten minutes. Um, all right. Well, I guess we'll end it there. James, do you have any closing thoughts? Um, all right. Thank you, James. 